Hi, everyone. This is Kelly Clark, and you're listening to part two in my podcast series discussing challenges to optimal fat burning. If you haven't yet listened to episode nine, I recommend you do that prior to listening to this episode, episode 10. In episode 9, I reviewed 8 of the 33 challenges to optimal fat burning. In this episode, I will be going through numbers 9 through 17. As a quick reminder, this particular 3 or maybe 4 part series, I haven't yet decided, reviews the MWLW 10 years in the making master 33 item brainchild of myself along with all of our nursing staff list of challenges to optimal fat burning. I'm going through each of the challenges because understanding the reasoning behind a recommendation more often than not leads to better compliance. Once you get it, you don't forget it. So let's hit it. Number nine, exceeding six tablespoons within the required fats category. Many patients stuck in the low-fat diet dogmatic way of thinking often do not consume enough fat when they start keto because our society has been conditioned to believe that fats will make you fat and that they're not good for you. This is simply not true. Dietary fats are essential for providing the body with energy, supporting the growth of new cells, as well as a requirement for hormone production. Fats help to absorb other nutrients and leave us feeling more satisfied after a meal and for longer periods between meals. As we are limiting carbohydrates doing keto, it is important to consume enough fat to replace some of those long-gone carb calories. Simply put, if you're not getting in enough fat, consequences may include impaired hormone function, slowed metabolism, hair loss, fatigue, and much more. This is why at MWLW, we stress the importance of getting half of your protein intake within the semi-lean category, as well as require that you consume four to six tablespoons within our required fats category per day. Now, this is important. If you eat too much fat, you will gain weight. You can even remain in ketosis, but too much fat intake will cause a plateau or even a gain. Remember, ketones can also be produced from consuming too much dietary fat. I talk all about this subject and more in episode three titled Keto Confusion, so please refer back to this episode if you'd like to learn more. This is why we do not allow for fat bombs on the MWLW plan. While these devilish little keto treats contain no carbs and most often little to no protein, they do contain a lot of fat. And honestly, can anyone stop with just one or two? No. Bring these in once you're in maintenance, but again, not too many. Unless you create the appropriate conditions for your body, you will not lose weight. At MWLW, our plan is designed with these appropriate conditions in mind. The volume restriction we have set forth takes all of this into consideration. In addition to fat, the same logic applies to having too much protein or too many carbs. At the end of the day, calories do matter. So get your fat in, but not too much. Number 10. Ordering from Starbucks? What exactly are you ordering? Over the years, we have found many patients to be ordering skinny lattes, cappuccinos, or whatever drink from Starbucks, thinking this is a great choice, and that it will not affect their weight loss rate because, I mean, it says skinny right in the name. But nothing could be further from the truth. To give you a little perspective, I did a little research and found a blog created by a Starbucks barista. She broke down the amount of milk product and syrup added to many of their specialty drinks. Using the example of a sugar-free flavored tall latte, cappuccino, or macchiato. The difference in each is a small variance in the volume of milk product used. Whether your milk choice is soy, almond, coconut, skim, 2% whole, half and half, or heavy cream, a tall beverage will pack anywhere from 8 carbs using heavy cream to 18 carbs using soy milk. 
That's quite a bit of carbohydrates, especially when you are trying to lose weight. Every bit counts. Better options from Starbucks are any of their decaf teas or coffees in which you can control the volume of either half and half or heavy cream added so as not to exceed the maximum you may have per day. Number 11, frequent artificial sweetener use. To review, approved MWLW alternative sweeteners include erythritol or swerve, monk fruit, stevia, sucralose or splenda, and xylitol. You may also opt for a combination sweetener that contains any of the two I just mentioned. When it comes to approved alternative sweeteners, you are not looking at the label for the carb content. I know, this is confusing, but here's why. You will notice that some of them do contain carbs. In the case of sugar alcohols, the majority of carbs are not fully digested and therefore, in theory, do not raise blood sugar levels and subsequently do not cause an insulin response. In general, cutting out sweets will allow for easier adherence to any diet. Sweet stuff tastes really good, and for many, it's a weakness, myself included. When things taste really good, we often find ourselves having just one more. That said, I personally wouldn't be able to adhere to the keto lifestyle without an occasional MWLW sweetened treat. For most, we simply want to be able to have a treat every now and again, and being too restrictive can put an end to any type of health improvement efforts by making it too daunting to achieve. Alternative sweeteners are absolutely fine for many patients to use. However, for others, there are cautionary tales regarding how any sort of sweet even those that are plan-approved, cause a surge in their cravings and slowed or stalled weight loss. The reason for this slowing or stall is likely twofold. Alternative sweeteners cause the body and brain to expect something sweet and carb-laden, full of energy. Of course, upon ingestion, you get that sweet taste sensation. However, the calories of which your brain is expecting just aren't there, at least not to the extent they would be in sugar. The brain realizes this and signals the body to seek something else sweet or to have more. This can easily cause overindulging and lack of satisfaction. Another reason, for those who have sustained an extent of metabolic damage, their body misinterprets signals and releases insulin in response to the alternative sweetener just as it would if an item was sweetened with real sugar. For these individuals, their body has been so well-trained to release insulin upon ingesting something sweet that it does so despite the use of an alternative sweetener. It's that spike in insulin that may not only intensify cravings, but it's the presence of insulin that does not allow for fat burning to occur, thus stalling or slowing weight loss. To learn more about the significance insulin plays in weight loss, I encourage you to listen to episode 6 where I go further in depth on this very subject. I want to stress that this is all highly individual. Some can indulge with items containing alternative sweeteners while others just can't. It's something you have to be aware of and it's definitely something our nurses will assess further if weight just isn't coming off as expected. When it comes right down to it, you know you best. And if you find the occasional plan-approved sweet treat item flares your cravings, leaving you only wanting more, then it's best to just stay away. If you are someone who is currently using alternative sweeteners daily or multiple times per day, and you are not losing weight or losing slowly or find your cravings are difficult to control, I highly recommend you stop use of all alternative sweeteners for two weeks, then reevaluate. Do you feel the need to reintroduce them? You might not. If you do, limit their use and pay close attention to how your body and mind respond. 
Fortunately, over time, the keto diet will reduce cravings for sweet tasting foods for the majority of individuals. I promise you, it really does get easier to control or ignore those cravings. Number 12, daily consumption of sugar-free gum, mints, Tic Tacs, sugar-free candy. As a reminder, you have the option of a maximum of four grams of carbs total per day in either gum or mints. Not four pieces of gum or mints, four grams of carbs total. As far as sugar-free candy, just stay away. First of all, they're not on plan, and they are all bad and contain a lot of carbohydrates, and they'll make you super gassy and bloated. As far as sugar-free gum or mints, the very best you'll find contain one carb per piece. Many contain two carbs, so pay close attention. You may even find that within the same brand of gum, one flavor contains one carb per piece, while another flavor contains two. Always read the label. The last thing you want to do is sabotage yourself with gum or mints. To give you an example, a couple of years ago, I was seeing a patient in follow-up, and she could not understand why her weight loss had suddenly stalled. Evaluating her loss trends, I could see that for a good almost two months, there was very little scale movement. Prior to this, she had been losing consistently. She was someone who was doing all the right things. We reviewed this. As I assessed further, she mentioned how she'd been going up north most weekends for the summer, driving a couple of hours each way. It then dawned on her that to stay awake and focused on the road, she had been using chewing gum. How many pieces? Well, after a little calculating, she figured out somewhere between 15 and 20 pieces each way. That's a lot of extra carbs, enough to stall her out. Fortunately, her weight loss picked right back up the moment she put an end to all the gum. One other thing I want to clarify in this category. Tic Tacs read zero carbs on the label, but let's look at this logically. The very first ingredient is sugar. Food companies are permitted to label items as zero carbs as long as each serving has 0.5 carbs or less. Each Tic Tac does indeed contain 0.5 carbs. They are not carb-free. So if you were to down one small container, which believe me, coming from a recovering candyholic, I have done, you would have ingested 19 carbs. The medium-sized container contains 30 grams of carbs, and this is the size most often found in your grocery store checkout line. And their largest size, 49 grams of carbs. Wow. Ain't nothing zero carbs about that. The lesson here, don't allow something as silly as gum or mints to be the reason for your weight loss to stall or cease. If you want gum or mints, no more than four grams of carbs total per day between the two. Or better yet, just stay away from them. Number 13, legumes or beans. And this does not include green beans. Whether it's lupini beans, lentils, black beans, pinto beans, chickpeas, garbanzo beans, kidney beans, refried beans, lima beans, navy beans, baked beans, green peas, peanuts, you get the point. The answer is no. Keto and the majority of legumes or beans just don't mix. Legumes and beans are not unhealthy, but our objective now is weight loss, and they do pack quite a bit of carbohydrates. Bring them in in small amounts when you get to maintenance. Number 14. Nuts, nut flour, and nut butter. Believe me, we've tried. Back in about year two of our nearly 10 years of business, we thought we'd add nuts to the program. We did our research. We set the limit at two ounces of unflavored or plain peanuts, almonds, or macadamia nuts. We soon observed that many of our patients' weight loss slowed down. Now, we love nuts and thought, hey, maybe we'll bring the limit down from two ounces to one ounce. We really did not want to boot them off the approved list. Needless to say, epic fail. 
And I have two theories on this, and the answer is likely a combination of the two. Number one, it is nearly impossible to stop after one to two ounces when it comes to nuts. And number two, they are just too nutritionally dense for weight loss to occur. Well, go figure. Once we removed nuts from the approved list, we saw weight loss rates pick right back up. Keep in mind that all nuts contain a lot of fat and calories, and some have a lot of protein. Very, very nutritionally dense. I mentioned before, and I'll mention it again. Your body will burn the excess fat consumed, and in this case, in the form of nuts, instead of your stored body fat, which isn't necessarily a problem if you're happy with your current weight and you are able to limit the volume you do consume. The same logic applies to nut butters and nut flours. Consider them in moderation and maintenance, but not when working toward weight loss. One last important point to note under this challenge category. Ask any of our nursing staff what the number one food item we find to be the culprit when those in maintenance are seeing a steady creep in their scale numbers. You guessed it, nuts. Number 15, alcohol consumption. A few points I want to make regarding alcohol and keto before we get into how it slows your weight loss. Being in ketosis, you are in a metabolically different state than you were before when you were a sugar burner. So your body will behave differently. You'll experience lower tolerance. Remember when you first started keto and you got rid of all that excess water weight? You know, the water that made you feel bloated and swollen. Because you are no longer holding so much excess water, alcohol enters your system at a higher concentration than it would otherwise. Be aware of this. You will not have the alcohol tolerance you had in the past. Another factor? Keto hangovers are legendary. Alcohol is dehydrating. This, combined with the fact that you are holding on to less water than you were before going keto, equals the perfect storm for one hell of a painful next day after drinking. To attempt to prevent this, alternate a big glass of water between alcoholic beverages. And last, alcohol is insulinogenic. Even a keto-friendly drink will stimulate a rise in your insulin level. That rise will leave you feeling hungry. The hunger factor mixed with decreased inhibitions that alcohol is notorious for equals F it. Bring me the big daddy nacho family size party platter with a side of cheese curds. Be aware of this as well. While there are many zero carb options when it comes to alcohol, you need to understand that the liver recognizes alcohol as a toxin. On the keto diet, your body uses fat for energy instead of carbs. We know this. When you drink alcohol, your body begins to metabolize the booze. It puts the fat burning to the side, puts it on the back burner. The liver views alcohol as a toxin and prioritizes its metabolism before that of fat. Until all of the alcohol has been metabolized, your body won't produce ketones from your stored fat. So yes, alcohol does slow fat burning. And depending on how often you consume alcohol, it can definitely slow your loss rate. In general, the liver can process one ounce of liquor or one standard drink in one hour. If you consume more than this, your system becomes saturated and the additional alcohol will accumulate in the blood and the body tissue until it can be metabolized. Bottom line here, if you're a very occasional drinker, alcohol probably won't derail your keto lifestyle. But if you find yourself drinking daily or often throughout the week and on weekends, you very well are slowing down the fat burning you've been working so hard to accomplish. Number 16, exogenous ketone supplements. I recommend you refer back to episode 8 in which I did an entire episode on exogenous ketones. I'm going to make this short and sweet. The big question we often get is, if I'm eating a ketogenic diet and I'm genuinely in a state of nutritional ketosis and taking an exogenous ketone supplement, will I burn fat better or faster and lose more weight? The answer, sorry to disappoint, but absolutely not. In fact, you might be doing the exact opposite. 
think about it like this. Why would your body take the metabolic steps to burn its own fat for fuel if you're giving it fuel in the form of exogenous ketones? Because that's exactly what you're doing. The body is no fool. It will always take the easy way out. It is simply going to use the fuel you provide it with in those exogenous ketones before it takes the extra metabolic steps to burn your very own fat for fuel. In summary, it will slow your weight loss if you're taking exogenous ketones while eating a ketogenic diet with the goal of losing weight. Number 17, collagen supplements, whether it's in a powder or a pill form. Collagen supplements have been getting a lot of attention lately. Thousands of personal accounts and dozens of research articles attest to its effectiveness. Benefits include pain reduction and increased mobility in those with arthritis or joint pain, decreased wrinkles and increased moisture to skin, improved strength of hair and nails, a more speedy recovery post-exercise, and increased bone mineral density. Now, there is no clinical research regarding use of collagen supplements while on a ketogenic diet, so we have to use clinical judgment and make an educated guess here. First, collagen is a protein. No collagen supplement should contain carbs. I've said this before, but it warrants being said again. Too much protein will be converted into glucose within the body, whether that protein is coming from collagen or the food we consume. Remember that. In addition, if you are in a highly stressed state, whether it be physically or emotionally, your body may also break down collagen into glucose. So taking a collagen supplement that provides the body with extra protein and being in a high stress state can most definitely slow fat burning and or kick you out of ketosis. With that said, collagen is a very good supplement with many benefits. At MWLW, we can't say with 100% confidence that a collagen supplement will hinder your weight loss efforts. What we can say is that we have had many patients over the years take a collagen powder supplement. For some, there were no issues with weight loss, but for others, there were. Correlation does not mean causation. And as there are always other factors to be considered when it comes to the rate at which an individual loses weight, we can't confidently tell you whether collagen is good or bad for you. Understand, there is a risk it could slow things down for you but it might not. Now, if you want to benefit from what collagen has to offer while also playing it more safe when it comes to the extra protein, we suggest a collagen supplement in a capsule form, at least while you're working to lose weight. The capsules tend to contain less fillers, no added sweeteners, and while they do contain collagen, generally they are lower in protein. If you're interested in a collagen supplement while you're in the process of losing weight, we recommend Pure Encapsulations Hair, Skin, Nails Ultra. It's one of our top-selling supplements available at both M. WLW locations. Hair Skin Nails Ultra is a hydrolyzed and denatured low molecular weight collagen blend of key building blocks that support healthy skin elasticity and hydration, healthy hair and nail strength and thickness, and as it is a collagen, it may also benefit joint health. Personally, I'd hold off on the powdered collagen supplements only because of the big unknown in relation to weight loss. Certainly, if you'd like to incorporate it into your routine once you're in maintenance, go for it. Well, we've done it. We've covered number 9 through 17 on our hit list for maximizing fat burning. We still have more to go. I'm thinking one more episode, maybe two in this series should bring us to a conclusion. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you like this podcast, please share it with friends and consider giving it a five-star review. And don't forget to check out our merch. Christine, nurse manager in Oak Creek and graphic designer extraordinaire, has designed some pretty darn cool items, including a Hydro Flask type 24-ounce water bottle that will remind you to get your water in. Because it literally says, drink your freaking water on the bottle. We have an awesome canvas bag that says healthy crap on it. So there's no excuse to not carry along with you your supplements or whatever else you prefer. As well as our collection of Keto Love t-shirts. 
t-shirts. We also now have available our third edition cookbook. Thanks to Melissa RN, our operations manager, it has been updated, new recipes have been added, and contains nearly 500 MWLW approved recipes. So definitely check that out. Until next time.